You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Welcome to Because You Asked. I'm Barry Nussbaum. Days after being released from a North Korean prison camp, 22-year-old Otto Wambir died in a Cincinnati hospital. He had been arrested while in North Korea for the horrible crime of stealing a paper poster of Supreme Dictator and thug Kim Jong-un. And for that despicable crime, he was sentenced to 15 years hard labor in a North Korean slave labor camp. After over a year of abuse at the prison camp, Otto, for reasons yet unknown, lapsed into a coma and was then returned to America where he died a few days later. He never regained consciousness. Today on Because You Asked, we will answer the question, what happened to Otto and why did it happen? Let's start with the current news so you understand its significance. Otto Wambir was in North Korea on a sightseeing trip. He traveled to North Korea as a tourist on his way to Hong Kong for a study abroad program. But he was stopped when he tried to leave North Korea after a search of his suitcase. After a sham trial, he was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor for what North Korea publicly called hostile acts against the state. Apparently, the hostile act against the state of North Korea was taking a poster of Kim Jong-un off a wall and putting it into his suitcase. The murderous dictator of North Korea considered this a crime just under one deserving of capital punishment. But sadly, the treatment he received caused his death. Here's the outcry, at least from the U.S. Senate. Senator John McCain, chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, said in a statement, Otto Wambir, an American citizen, was murdered by Kim Jong-un and his regime. In the final year of his life, he lived the nightmare in which the North Korean people have been trapped for 70 years. Forced labor, mass starvation, systemic cruelty, torture, and murder. North Korea is threatening its neighbors, destabilizing the Asian Pacific region, and rapidly developing the technology to strike the American homeland with nuclear weapons. Now, it has escalated to brutalizing Americans, including three other American citizens currently in prison in North Korea. The United States of America cannot and should not tolerate the murder of its citizens by hostile powers. Unquote. Other side of the aisle, Senator Benjamin Cardin from Maryland, the raking Democrat on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, said in his statement, Otto is dead because of Kim Jong-un's repressive, murderous regime, and that North Korea must be held accountable for their continued barbaric behavior. And Senate Marco, Senator Marco Rubio from Florida also said North Korea must be held accountable for the murder. So, both sides of the aisle agree. How is it possible then that one of the poorest countries on earth, which is completely isolated diplomatically and economically, can expect to get away with this? The simple and most direct answer is blame President Bill Clinton. Let me explain. 
On October 18, 1994, President Clinton approved a plan to arrange more than $4 billion in energy aid to North Korea over the course of the coming decade in return for a commitment from the country's communist leadership to freeze and gradually dismantle its nuclear weapons development program. The very complex deal that President Clinton announced was to de-escalate the situation on the Korean Peninsula, where the two Korean nations have never negotiated a peace treaty after the Korean War ended in basically an armistice in 1953. The president said then, this agreement is good for the United States, it's good for our allies, it's good for the safety of the entire world. He said in 1994, it's a crucial step towards drawing North Korea into the global community. Well, Clinton's plan and the justification for its implementation was a complete and total failure. North Korea has become more isolated and more dangerous since they got the money, and attempts to placate the communist state seemed only have encouraged its murderous leaders, all members of the Kim family, since the country was founded. The North Korean deal of 1994 was the prototype for why open societies should not negotiate arms control agreements with rogue regimes, according to Robert Kaufman, the professor of public policy at Paradigm. Pepperdine, sorry. He goes on, the North Koreans duped Jimmy Carter, an emissary of Clinton, and the Clinton administration to subsidize the North Korean nuclear program in exchange for the counterfeit promise that North Korea would limit itself to civilian nuclear power. Kaufman said the agreement tranquilized the West while the North Koreans proceeded to cross the nuclear threshold, which they announced in 2002 after pocketing billions of dollars given to them from the West. But as we now know, nuclear weapons are far less a threat without the capability to deliver them to another continent. That the North Koreans could have an ICBM now means they could soon threaten most nations on the planet and it would force a higher level of negotiations from nations reluctant to negotiate with this tyrannical regime. And it could also mean a greater degree of blackmail. North Korea is cash poor. It often takes money from its enemies in exchange for extortion. An ICBM could allow the nation of North Korea to begin arranging all kinds of agreements meant to extort money from South Korea, Japan, the United States, and others for cash. Former U.S. intelligence officials are sounding alarm bells as North Korea inches closer to having a nuclear missile capable of reaching Hawaii or the west coast of the United States. They may be right there with the technology. Bruce Klinginger, a former CIA deputy division chief for Korea, says the rogue regime in Pyongyang is closer than people realize to adding operational ICBM missiles to its arsenal now, which are long-range weapons capable of carrying a nuclear payload. It could cross the ocean and strike mainland America. And now, as a result of a program put in place by President Clinton, North Korea, with its new long-range missile capabilities and its nuclear weapons hidden throughout the country of North Korea, they know they can hold the world hostage as their belligerent acts are carried out with little fear of retribution. 
In addition, sanctions have been in place for like forever and have had no effect on policymaking. Meaning, we should not expect changes in the future from North Korea. And unless President Trump demonstrates a willingness to do more than make speeches, there will be no change in policy for North Korea versus the rest of the world, and we should expect more missile tests and more captured Americans and more aggressive behavior towards South Korea, Japan, and other countries. But for the appeasement policies of Bill Clinton, North Korea would simply be an impoverished Stalinist dictatorship with no influence outside its own borders. But instead, this rogue state threatens the stability of Asia and even the western borders of the United States on a monthly basis. At least now you know who to blame. Thanks to all of our subscribers for sharing our reports. We love hearing from you. Please keep your questions coming to American Truth Project and our social media on Facebook or Twitter. If we select your question, you will get a special gift. You can also reach me directly at barry at americantruthproject.org. And if you haven't subscribed yet, simply visit our website where you can sign up to be on our mailing list so you never miss an important episode. We're here to answer your urgent questions because you asked. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org. And subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.